The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax. This is Tofa. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofa. I'm Will Anderson and guest Charlie Clawson, Felicity Ward is back. Hello, Felicity. Hi, Will Anderson. I'm packing. Uh, we're, we're, we're fitting Heat? this in just before. I, no, I'm not. Or and, and I'm not packing as in like, look at me, I'm packing. Packing. Ladies. Ladies. Um, no, I'm, I'm packing my bags because I'm yeah. about to go on tour for seven weeks. So I have to like make sure that I take everything back to Australia that I need to have with me to get on the plane. And... You've been very courteous. You've left me flowers because I'm looking after your apartment for the next couple of weeks. Well, actually what I just, what I did, because I always have flowers here, That's mm. people know this because they've listened to the podcast and the flowers come up almost as much as this rug. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a great, I think it's a great sign of self-care. <laughs> right. I like flowers in the house. I like, I like them around. I like, and they're so cheap in this mm. country. It's ridiculous. It's a simple way to make you feel good and to value yourself. Like I, I buy like maybe $25 worth of flowers at Trader Joe's and like that's like six or seven vases like around the house so yeah. like you know every room kind you of really go to town them. and then like they have enough like sort of fertilizer or whatever you put in the water i'm not sure what it's called it's the magic sea stuff. monkeys or whatever it is it is magic sea monkeys do you want to know a trick my uh, ex was a uh, horticulturist right so what you do when you get flowers is you snip them obviously yep. uh, but you put them in warm water oh interesting slightly warm water i did not know that not funny but a fact no that's a, that's good no mm-hmm. no that's, this is an educational that's right. I, can put, I can put this podcast in comedy and gardening do you know that? I think we will be number one in gardening. Like this will be a really popular gardening podcast. I think Fuck we should Hamish change your angle. Right. This is what do they do? They know nothing. Yeah. Do you know the thing about um, the nine times table on your fingers? What do you mean? Okay, so I didn't know this. There was just like a little meme going around on um, Facebook right. and blew my mind talking about little things that you might not know. Educational. Uh-huh. So what you do is. I'm sure that everyone knows this except for me. I don't know it. Okay, so you put your hands flat on the table, uh-huh. all ten fingers out. Yep. All right. Um, and if you put the uh, – f- what is it? Uh, so I think if you put <laughs> – hang, hang on, I'm trying to think how you do it. Here we go. Cool things badly explained. That's okay, my other here podcast. we go. No, I've got it right, now. I've right. got it now. Yeah, okay. okay. All right. I hope everybody has like pulled over to the side of the road yeah. if you're driving, <laughs> you're jogging, you've stopped for a second, you're putting your hands yeah. on something. You're putting I the have- two hands splayed flat. Right. Okay, now, obviously, down. if there's any of our listeners who don't have two hands, uh, we're respectful of you. I, uh, we're not questioning your mathematical ability. This no, is just a trick for people who you, have two hands. You can probably do maths anyway. Right. I can't. You probably had to work it out. Yeah, you probably can't count right. your fingers. When you weren't playing ball sports because right. of your no arms. <laughs> All right. Let's let's not be nice to the people that have no fingers and then just totally oh, no, I know. I like to think about this podcast as being balanced. <laughs> it's, it shows both sides. You don't patronise. I'm both no arm positive and no arm negative. <laughs> I treat them, I joke about them in the same way, the no arm. In the same way as I would joke about the duly armed. You're an ambassador. You know what? Sometimes having no arm is a hero. I met Aaron Ralston once, you know, the guy who cut off his arm. Oh, yeah. 127 hours. Yeah. And he's a hero. 
Yeah. And I met him and I didn't judge him that he had – in fact, I liked him more. I never would have met him if he had two arms. But did you – Would not have given a shit about some interesting, guy isn't it? driving around on his fucking – like I would have hated him. Yeah. Because he'd be the sort of guy I hate, a guy who eats protein bars and that rides his orienteering. Right. Yeah. Fuck that guy. You, are, you like him more because right, he has less he arms. because he has less arms. So yeah. what I'm saying is this is a broad church. There's a safe <laughs> space, however many arms you have, even if you've stitched a third one on. Go for it. You're doing some Frankenstein shit at home. You're if, like, this will be If you are going to do that though, take – one of the arms out for this exercise, okay, if you've got right. three arms. Okay. All right, I've got it. Okay. So on your left hand, fold down your uh, ring finger. Okay, so that's your, it, which the, one's that? The fourth oh, your second yeah. to your little one. Second to your little one. Okay, right. Now what you've got there is eight, like you've got the one by itself, your pinky on right. your left, uh-huh. and then you've got eight other digits out, right? Yep, got That it. means eight, those together are one, eight, 18. So two times nine is one eight, if that makes sense. So the second finger across is two. Right. And you times it by nine and then you get – so the next – so if you want to do three times nine, right. then you put down the middle finger on your left hand uh-huh. and you've got 27, right. which is three times nine. Yep. So what I'm saying is there is yeah. an easier way at school. I'm not sure that is an easier way. I think someone's come up with it's a more visual, complex though. way. Well, I mean, unless you learn it by right. tables are fucking easy as. That, because for you essentially they are. it's one down each time. So it's like, you I know, know what so you're saying, but, nine, no, but people 18, learn things differently. I'm a visual person. Like, I'm not even doing be- this math. I'm literally just, <laughs> I'm not timesing those things right now. I'm literally just going down in the order because that's what nine is. It's one less than 10. But that's how your and brain 10 works. Is the same. That's how your brain works. Right. Though. Not everyone's brain works like, like that. Like, I don't have to get out my fucking knuckles and hang on, just hang on a second. Is this the correct change? What I love is you're in like a American bars trying to calculate your tip. Whoa, whoa, like, whoa, whoa. Let me get my hands out, guys. Right, we're guys. Gonna... All right, you, I didn't yeah. drink, so uh, minus that from the tab, I had no. Um, Hang on, guys, the human abacus is yeah. working it out. <laughs> and how unhelpful too, it's just nine times table. Right. Like so you never uh, yeah. you never need it, ever. Never a thing. No, never. Well, kind of maybe sometimes because you know what, like people, because there's that optical illusion that 99 cents is like cheaper than $1, mm. like I think that if you bought a lot of things, say, at the 99 cents store, you know, having the capacity to do your nine times tables. Mm. To be fair, uh, that's not just an optical illusion. 99 cents is less than a dollar as well. Right, no, but it seems like a lot less. <laughs> yeah. Whereas actually they're normally about the same thing because normally if it's 99 cents, you have to pay a dollar anyway. That's right. So normally they are the same thing. That is what I cannot Although if you're at a 99 cents store and you bought like 10 things, the best thing to do is just be go, all right, well, what, like 10 times 10, right, and then just take off 10, 10 because yeah. that's – and that's, that's how you again. work it out. Other people <laughs> might look at it and go, no, 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 there's no answer to this without a calculator. Right. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so uh, w- were you good at maths at school? Then I'm going to guess no. I'm guessing it wasn't your area of speciality. It actually was when oh, I was, was. younger. Yeah, when okay. I was younger. Like how young? Uh, like primary school. Okay. And then I went to a smart school at uh-huh. the beginning of high school yeah. and I was very average. Right. I, so you were a big fish in a small pond previously. In the smallest pond. Yeah. Like my, we had like 25 kids in our right. year. Yeah. Yeah. And so you were a sawmill town and often they only had six fingers. So yeah. they couldn't even Here do the. Here we go. No, I grew up in a sawmill town. You. That's true. You? I, you didn't. I know that, but I did. So yes. that joke was about me, not about you. I was projecting. That's what I was doing. Leave your baggage at the door, Will Anderson. No, I've packed my baggage. <laughs> I, have to ta- I have to take it back to Australia with me. 
<laughs> to get it into like can a you check on your emotional baggage, baggage as well? Or? Uh, it's one of those. Yeah, I mean, you can carry it on if yeah. it's small enough to fit under the chair in front or up in the overhead. Or if you can just take if it out. If you fly in business, I... you can actually have a lot more emotional baggage, <laughs> and they will hand you down. out some emotional pajamas. They, I fucking like that's. I'm flying business class back. I got an upgrade. They sent me a little phone message yes. before, so. That relaxes me because I'm flying back and like landing in the morning and starting doing trial shows. So I'm I'm actually kind of stressed. Mm. And but you, you start know, that night. Yeah, that night trials not still. But yeah, that night you yeah. have to be awake. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I'm not going to put the business class pajamas on. Why not? Because no. I love the biggest. I've only done it once, nah. and I got two. Here's here's my idea. Oh, yeah, okay. This may or may not happen. Right. I'm pretty sure it won't happen. Okay. I got more because each leg. Uh-huh. If you if you're coming from the UK or going to the UK, right. you get a, a, you get set, a set of pajamas, pajamas each leg. Yeah, can't which wear is, the same pajamas on two different legs. Totally I mean, decadent. It's technically the same night. I wear. Who are these rich people? I wear the throwing same away their pajamas, pajamas for after. a week. I wear the same pajamas like during the day as clothes, <laughs> like often, often in a row. Yeah, same. I, oh. And the amount of times, like I've realised, like because I'm wearing like a blue denim shirt here today. This is like as shirty as I get. I've realised I can sleep in this. I often come home yeah. and just lay down and sleep in my shirt. This is a and comfortable then I just job. wake up and I'm already dressed. <laughs> really? Time saved. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. Still killing it. Right. Killing it in bed fashion-wise. Right. Looking comfortable on the street. If there's a fire, I'm ready. You are ready. Right? I'm not going to Grant Hackett style be wandering around the casino dazed in my singlet it, that I thought oh was underpants. Have, yeah. That's an Australian story. If a, the international, this is Grant Hackett, uh, was a very, very successful swimmer in Australia, like an Australian swimming hero. And I've met him a couple of times. Good bloke. Well, seems Olympic to be a good world bloke. world record holder and breaker, I believe. Right. In the 1500 metres right that yeah. was his pet event and um and like i've met him a few times and in all the times i've met him great bloke really yeah. liked him but he's had some troubles like you know he's had there's been some troubles yeah when you say troubles let's be explicit about this well there was some domestic violence well there was allegations alleged, yeah. of domestic violence but there was certainly like what they can definitely say did happen was he went home one night and fucking did the incredible hulk on his own house yeah there was there was like, holes in the wall and there yeah. was an upturned piano right. it was like the opposite that's, of ikea that's someone who's had six eggs for breakfast right. that can upturn a piano it was yeah. a grand piano right that's crazy. I mean, that's a you're making a statement. Yeah, like you're not just stumbling home and like like the you know oh shit did I oh, oh, I knocked, knocked over, over the piano letter, the letterbox on it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. No, it's like it's a big statement. If there wasn't a child and his wife in the house, I'd go. That's kind of awesome. Right, still a big statement though. You'd still say to him, you know what? <laughs> like they're really if nothing else, they're really expensive. Yeah, and it's yours. Yeah. Smash someone else's piano. Like, go, if you're going to smash a piano... Go into a piano store. Find an old one that people are trying to get rid of. Get on eBay. Get one of those free ones that is part of the city. You know, right. those city initiatives Just are like, place. Go down the street and smash a street piano. I'm Grant Hackett. Right, I'm Grant Hackett. I can do it. Right, we're a film world record holder. And yeah. now world record holder of most pianos smashed by one man. What they need to do is get him down to the Royal Easter Show right. and do some... Um, you know how they do, like, pulling a truck? Right. You know, did... Oh, I'm going to explain that now because it's not called the Royal – you just have the East, the show, don't you, the Royal Show okay, in Melbourne? well, I mean like we're talking in like a an, – It's like, like a, a fair. A fair, That right? goes for a couple and of weeks And basically they have like a, a range of things from agriculture. They started as agricultural shows. Mm-hmm. So they still have like a lot of prize agriculture pumpkins. there and prize pumpkins and scone baking competitions and cake decorating and the animals, like all the kids go and visit the animals. Fruits that look like things. Right, or just big. 
Or just really, mostly look, just big. Look how big this yeah, fruit is. This is the biggest. Right. This is actually the biggest fruit. Oh my fruit god, that we've I'm got. so glad that we paid twenty five dollars <laughs> because I don't know how I would have looked at a tomato <laughs> and imagined imagine if that tomato was bigger. Oh no, I can do it in my head. Done it, done it now. I can do, do it in my head, just you know like what's the nine times tables. <laughs> See, I carry around a giant tomato right. with me just in case just in I can't visualise it. Because you can't. You're just I, like... I learn things visually. People like, do you want some tiny tomatoes in your like, salad? I don't know what they would look oh, like. I don't want to know about grape tomatoes. Take your aromas elsewhere. Do you know what's interesting? When yep. I was younger... Oh, so the other things that are at Royal Easter Show mm. and the Royal Show in Melbourne... Are rides and carnies. Rides and show bags. Oh, yeah, Shitloads yeah. of show bags. Yeah. And so when I was younger, all I wanted to know about is the show bags. Straight to the show bags, that's all I wanted. And we would only get two because we were poor. Yeah. And uh, you get the little birdie beetle clicker. Birdie beetle was a chocolate, but it also came with a little metal clicker. That also, went... I'm going to say something that some people might find controversial, but fuck it, here it is. It's on the record. I'm ready. Possibly the tastiest tiny chocolate of all time, the Birdie Beetle. I am such a Birdie sure. Beetle fan. And they're not widely available. They clearly weren't popular. But to me, they're like it, liking a Birdie Beetle is like liking my favourite indie band okay. that enough people like that they keep you know making things. <laughs> May as well make another one, guys. But you can't buy a Birdie Beetle in a shop now. Yeah, you're so it's right. like a band you have to like you know search out. But if you go to a show, you know you'll get a Birdie Beetle show bag. And I will fucking here's what's in your Birdie Beetle show bag because they're cheap chocolates too. Yeah, they're There's cheap. like about they're thirty Birdie cheap. Beetles and one of those clickers. <laughs> that's that's enough for me for like you know yeah. There's no other shit. <laughs> Birdie Beetle doesn't fuck around with like free toys and fucking other chocolates. <laughs> You're just going to throw away your paper and your like a little paper crown right. or whatever you get. No one fucking cares. No one Birdie cares. Birdie Beetle just Chocolate straight to clicker. the business, right? <laughs> nothing the, but it's net. It's the pixies of, you know, it's that's what it is. <laughs> it's nothing but net. Right, yeah. Um, uh, that's – sorry, so, I really – oh. But, uh, so you got the little clicker from the Birdie Beetle. Was there any more to that? Uh, what I was going to say is when I was younger, all I would care about is the show bag. As I get older – Really interested in the agriculture. Do want to see how big the tomato can get. Right. Well, that's for the that's for the see, but that's why it's it's like a Pixar movie, mm. yeah, agricultural show. Mm, it's for it's for like the adults and the children to enjoy at the same time. It's for everyone. On, right? on your birdie beetle, what do you think about furry friends chocolate? Because you would also get them in the show bags. Yeah, didn't mm. care for the furry friends. Really? Ah, uh, you know why? Too much fucking learning. I don't want to learn. You know how I am you know with learning. I don't want to fucking know. <laughs> Nine like, times table, you know giant tomato. I will learn at school. I don't get a chocolate when I fucking learn something at school, so I don't want fucking learning getting in with my chocolate. I'm going to enjoy these things separately. If I want to combine them, I can combine them myself. I can eat my birdie beetle while I'm learning something. Well, I do not want to tell you about a particular brand of women's pad that came out. Oh, do they come with little little They used packs? to have trivia on them. I okay. fucking loved it. You know what? I, I'm, Mate. I'm, I'm okay with trivia. Like I like that's the learning, juice. Though. No, nah, trivia. That's fun. It's still learning, though. Yeah, no, nah, that's like learning. Who wants to know about fucking furry friends? Don't want to know. Don't care. You don't want to know about your native animals? No, nah, I know enough. Well, you know enough now because you've eaten enough chocolate. Enough. That's why. No, I just know enough. What do you? It know? It soaks in. I what do know. you know? What do you want to know? I'll tell it. Talk to me about the flying fox. The flying fox. It's a fox that flies. What else do you need to know? Flying fox. Who gives a shit about the flying fox? I give a shit about the flying fox. Is like Hawkeye from the Marvel films. No one gives a shit. The Hulk's here. Iron Man's over there. Know. Oh, fuck. Know, Hawkeye. Hawkeye has to be in it as well. Well, Hawkeye's the flying fox. Well, all I know about is Hawkeye I care from about MASH because I had a crush on him. Oh, yeah. Well, no, fair enough. Yeah. I oh, know I care. Not played by Alan Elder, Hawkeye in the um, 
Was it Hawkeye? Was he yeah. Hawkeye? Yeah, he was Hawkeye, yeah. right? And Trapper, Trapper was the other fella, right? Yeah, and then there was Radar, who I also had a crush on. Radar O'Reilly. Yeah. Spoiler alert, dies. Oh, Very sad. Oh, come on, Will. Some people <laughs> haven't seen all of the 325,000 episodes. Final yet. episode of MASH still holds the record of being the most watched television show of all time, Does I think. It? So, How many So millions? a lot of people you know? saw it. Fucking heaps. That, that's not on the back of a pad, is it? Right. Yeah, my facts. I'm, mm. g- I'm going to put them out. Toe Will's facts. facts. How many? Heaps. Fucking heaps, mate. Fucking heaps, mate. That's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah. But let's keep it general. Uh, which brand was it? What sort of facts did they have? Uh, it, I think it was Libra. They had things like... Oh. Were they like women, like no, related no, no. facts, just no. general facts? I, did, I, did, I had no idea what they were doing there. I was right. happy they were there. Right. Because it's, you know... I mean, it's just great, like... For people to look forward to that time of the month as like an educational experience. Exactly. Right? Or you know, at least what? when you're going to get I your might period. be grumpy for a couple of days, but I'm going to know two more facts next week than I knew this week. And when I'm having an argument with someone irrationally right. because my hormones are everywhere, I'm going to bust right. these facts You'll out. You'll have the facts. Yep. Yeah, right. Yep. You'll pick fights yeah. based on the facts. Yeah. Right. Just How long you reckon an elephant looks yeah. <laughs> See, you wouldn't even know. That's just like you not to know. You don't take any interest in anything that I like. Like you my for, pads or my You forgot my birthday. You know who doesn't forget <laughs> elephants? You know what else they do when they're having a tantrum? They lie down in the mud, but yeah. you wouldn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's one of the Yeah, facts. no, I like I no, I like a little bit of trivia, a fun little like, okay. you know, like on the internet I follow like, you know, your Uber facts or those sort of things yeah. where they What's can you think of a good fact that you know off the top of your head? <sighs> Jeez, I can't. Do you know that Hawaii used to be called the Sandwich Islands? I enjoy that. That's pretty good. That's I know. Good. I know that it, it, there was one point where Melbourne was going to be called Batmania. Yeah, that's a really good. What a wasted opportunity! Oh, so disappointing. Can you it? imagine? Uh, I have imagined. Like, imagine you. You're going. We've got Gotham. Imagine. It's like we're uh, actually called Batmania. Batmania. We're actually called that. No, that's the name of the place, mate. We're not even Batmania. trying to cover it up anymore. No. Nah. With your Gotham, good on you. Don't care. Nah. Batmania. Batmania. Yep. And we would have to have a, an annual day. Wouldn't have to, but we should. Oh, no, we. I think it would be part of the constitution of Melbourne. Right. You, no, everyone Batmania. Would have, oh, Batman, <laughs> pardon me. Oh, Batman. Sorry. But you would have to dress up like Batman once a year or at least any time anyone was dressed like every Batman, day. you go, well, it is every it, day it's you mania. Sh- every day you should be dressed like a Batman character. You can choose which one that suits anyway. your mood that day, but every day you have to go around Batmania dressed as one of the characters from the Batman universe. Well, that's the difference between Batman City and Batmania, because right. in Batmania, yeah. it's going off. We've got the mania. It's going crazy. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You've got to be caped all the time. I mean, it's so disappointing that they missed that opportunity. I guess, like, in their defence, it was before Batman. So... Not my problem, you know? Not my problem. Not either. my problem. You know sort it out. problem it is? Fucking time travellers. Exactly. Address that. <laughs> when you get that, like, that's the first thing you fucking fix. I'm going to get Doctor Who on the phone. Right. Uh, I've got a bit of a beef with you, Doctor Who. Right. I would love to write Doctor Who. Maybe I'll do an episode where Doctor Who goes back in time. <laughs> and how, how specific and esoteric. I People are like, I, I don't, don't even know. know where Melbourne is, let alone Batmania. I won't do it as like the first episode. <laughs> You'll earn their trust. I'll earn first. their trust. It'll be one that, and then it'll be one that divides the fans. They really they talk stick about your dick in their eye when they trust you. No, yeah. some people will think I'm a genius, and others will be like, "He's betrayed the whole thing, and this makes absolutely no sense." But you know, that's what that's it's what your I script. want. Script. 
That's what I want. You do whatever right. you want, mate. You fucking write Doctor Who then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I'm uppity about this job I've imagined. <laughs> this fantasy job yeah. about getting Doctor Who to go back and change Melbourne into Batmania. People have uh, heard about this before, but you know what? They've heard about a lot of things I talked about before. <laughs> I'm talking about it with someone new. Hopefully we'll get something better mate, out I'm of sure it. I'm sure I've heard it before. <laughs> um, so uh, I once, this is how delusional I can be sometimes, I go to the same butcher shop uh, as uh, George Miller. Mm-hmm. The producer and director of the Mad Max trilogy and yes. Babe and Babe a pig in the city. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and Happy Feet. Happy Feet. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, uh, you he's know. He's done all right. He's done all right. Yeah. So He buys more than 25 bucks worth of flowers. Well, you gotta, it's a fancy butcher shop. Like, because I, I don't eat meat. Yeah, what? Oh, uh, cause, no, because it's one of those beautiful bu- gourmet butcher shops that has, like, organic vegetables and stuff as well. And oh, like, okay. And if you want, like, nice salt and stuff like that, this is definitely the place in my – but it's so fucking expensive. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, like, to, yeah, so George, I ran into George Miller there one day and we are having a chat – and um, you know, what did you, did, were you mates before? Did he know? Uh, we met before, and he knows who I am. And nice. so, like, we um, so we're having a bit of a chat, and he's asking me about work and whether I'm still writing because I hadn't, like, I used to write a regular column that he, I guess, knew about or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say that he read, but at least kind of like knew that that was a thing that I did. Um, and he was asking if I was writing anymore, and I said, well, you know, I still write for stand up and all that, but I'm not really interested in writing at the moment. No. And he said, uh, oh, yeah, so we're just trying to put together a script for the new Mad Max film. And for one fucking moment in my head, I was like, George Miller is about, is to, about to ask me to write the next Mad Max film. See, that doesn't sound delusional to me. I'm like, that's the next step. Right. That is the next logical part of that conversation. Yeah. Are you telling me that didn't happen? That did not happen. Did not go close to George happening. George Miller, what? Whose emotions are you are you playing with? I mean, I think it was just two cent, two unconnected thoughts that came out next to each other and seemed well, like it was a connected thought. He needs to make a bit thought. more of a concerted effort about who he speaks to and about what. Nah, he's you a director. Just, he's like, we'll you fix can't it in just the edit. Waltz up to someone and go, "Hey, <laughs> right. you used to write, didn't you? Yeah, that's a good you know, point. it's interesting. Yeah. We're writing a new script. Yeah. All right, see ya. Fuck you, George Miller. That is a good point. Hey, do you still want to have sex with George Clooney? Because yeah. I'm going on a boat with George Clooney this afternoon. All right, see you. Right, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good point. He's single and was looking for Australian yeah. women. Bye. Oh, yeah. What? What? Why? Yeah, okay. Okay, well, I don't feel as bad about it now. See, Nor I'm glad I brought it up again. Okay. I brought it up with you and you've made me – I've worked through it now. People have heard that process on this podcast. I am you nothing heal if people. not a therapist. I'm a healer. Right. I, that's, I've yeah. been accused of that before. Right. Um, I, this is this, I actually put this in my first show. This is how delusional I was when I was a kid. Uh I read the book Matilda by Roald Dahl Mm -hmm. and felt like he'd actually written it about me and had tapped into. And so I assumed from that point on that I could move things with my mind, Uh uh, and spent a lot of time doing that to no avail. Yeah. Right. So not moving things. No, no, there, there was no success involved. What was your thought process in that moment where you'd like, you like, I get that. You, you, and like, what an amazing writer. Like, some of his stuff is the most compelling stuff yeah. I've ever read to this day. Yep. I haven't necessarily revisited a lot of stuff because I don't actually, I like, there is part of me that. Not interested in reading four year olds' books. <laughs> no, well, there's part of me that would love to, like, revisit some Roald Dahl stuff because he made, he did some kind of darker, more adult oh, yeah. themed stuff. He did lots of adult stuff. And, you know, I think I'd be, it'd be nostalgic for my youth and I'd kind of be into it. But there's another part of me that I have such a perfect memory of it that I'm like, I'm not sure that I want to yeah, dip my toe back in. I totally I'm not sure. understand that. But so I get the idea that you wake up and you go, okay, I think this is like about me. Yeah. I get that. But what was going through your mind when you were trying to do it and it wasn't happening? Were you like, oh, I'm, I haven't 
I'm not trying hard enough or why isn't this working? It's a matter of time. Yeah, right. Okay, so there's Uh – so downstairs in our old house, mum had like this little nook and it was her sewing room. She had like an old loom, Uh which was kind of weird. Right. Uh, Like a spinning wheel, not Uh a loom. Um, And it was really dusty and there was this stained glass window. It was old like Federation house. Uh Um, I don't know how we got it. We were poor. Anyway – so the sun would come in and it was... Is a- there any chance that you, the only bit you were renting was the nook? <laughs> you were just squatting in the other part of the house. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Come on, everyone, down in the nook. Yeah, this is get, taking <laughs> a different every, time. Every night at five o'clock, you had to get down in the nook. And you're like, well, this is normal, For right? The That's 12, what people next do. next 12 hours. Right, when the upstairs family are in. Yeah. Everyone has an upstairs family, Quiet right? at sundown and you're allowed to right. talk at sun up. Into the nook and then all day we just go about our business. Yeah, absolutely fine. We yeah. were homeschooled. Everyone grew up like that, right? Everyone grew up like yeah. that. Uh, so the, the sun would stream in and so the sunbeams would be very thick with dust. Uh-huh. So they looked like you could walk on them. Right. So in my, as part of that, uh-huh. I thought it was just a matter of like keeping my brain open enough or my heart open enough, whatever it required, uh-huh. and I would be able to walk up that sunbeam. Like right. that was also a part of it. Yeah, that would be fucking cool if you had. Mate, like, can seriously. you imagine? Like, I mean. I thought it was going to happen. I, I really thought it was like on the cards. I'm disappointed it hasn't. I know. To be honest, and this is such a weird thing. Get off my you, podcast. Because you haven't changed, <laughs> but I don't like you quite as much as I did. I understand Now that, that you – because I never thought there was a possibility you it. could have done that. It was but, in oh the palm God, of my I'd hand. But, oh, my God, I'd love to have a friend. I was like, oh. She walks up sunbeams, no biggie. You get invited to a lot of parties. Yeah. Like – Maybe early in the morning or at sunset. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You, you know, Very specific no times. One, no one gives a fuck about you after dark. No, no. I, <laughs> but that's okay because you're in your nook. That's your nook time. I'm literally a fair weather friend. Right. I'm literally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm making a note of fair weather friend. That might be the uh, name of the podcast. So. <laughs> we lived in quite an old house. We had a, we had a really – th- un- there was lots of unusual things about – how we grew up. So okay. we grew up on a a house that was kind of too big for us yep. um, in that it's bigger than we could afford, but I think my dad borrowed money off his mum and uh-huh. dad. Yep. Um, it was on a hill. At the bottom of the hill was a bay, so it was, had incredible views. Yep. Um, uh, we had no staircase, but we had a trap door. Mm, uh, we had no inside toilet. We had a – and I, we've discussed this on yeah. the podcast before that I had a pan toilet. Yeah. Um, we had chickens, but we didn't have a, a, a farm. Like we just had a couple of chickens in the coop. Sure. We had dogs. We had locust trees, which I haven't really ever seen ever again. Right. I don't know if they existed. And frangipani trees and I don't know. It's like the, it's, Is there any chance that your father was doing secret botanic experiments? LSD drew like in the dinner. <laughs> we had locusts and trapdoors and chickens. Did you? You lived in a cardboard box from no, my recollection. you lived in a nook. You lived in a nook. You lived in a nook and every night your mum would make we magic mushrooms. We are the mushrooms. people under the stairs. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. We and were you just kids. hallucinated your entire childhood <laughs> based, based on the mushrooms that your mum served you for dinner every night. Mushrooms again, mum. They're good for your bones. They're made for vegetarians. 
Do you remember that ad campaign? That mushrooms are meat for yeah. vegetarians. Mushrooms, meat for vegetarians. No. Yeah, that was it. They're not meat for vegetarians. Egg they're meat. mushrooms for vegetarians <laughs> in the same way as they're mushrooms for people who eat meat. Mushrooms are delicious. Yeah, mushrooms are awesome. I, I love a mushroom. Do I don't. Th- I don't really love a big mushroom, and that's where you like they yeah. do. They use them as meat replacements, like if in a burger, and they'd like, oh, we'll just grill a big bit of mushroom and put that not in there. Not the same Get thing. Get fucked. Get fucked. How do you cook eggplant, and do you cook eggplant? Nah, Probably you know, second question. Okay, first. well, so no, not really, because yeah. I don't really cook anything. Oh yeah, like I'm not really a cook. There will be stuff you use in my apartment because you're staying in my apartment for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, there will be you stuff, ask that like a question, like, I hope so. <laughs> there, there will be stuff that you use that has never been used. Okay. Like, like what? Oh, you know, cooking things. I think that I think that bowl, that, that um, saucepan you cooked pasta in last night, I don't think I've ever used that saucepan. Really? Yeah. So you just really don't cook that much? Not really. No. But you're a vegetarian. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be awesome at cooking? You're, no. Because I, I, just... I, I, went, I went non-dairy pescatarian for a uh-huh. while um, and I had to become very inventive right. with dinner. So here's what I think. I do comedy all the time. <laughs> and I Do you can I say this is my favorite tone of yours? Where you go when you're about to, to gently tell someone to go fuck themselves because you're right. You you're a grown-up, you make enough money, you work nights, there's reasons that I'm fascinated that you don't eat. And yes, I am judging you. Of course I'm judging you. Um uh, because I thought that as a vegetarian that's what you had to yeah. do. Yeah. I'm that, judging me also as being awesome. And no, I'm not. <laughs> No, this is this is what I was going to say. Is that I do comedy all the time, and I, I try really hard at comedy. I try to watch comedy. I try to learn about comedy and keep yes, up to do. date with the trends of comedy, so that I can do a good job as a comedian. And I still am not. I'm not awesome at it. And I've been doing it for twenty years. You're pretty, right? No, but let me okay. continue my thought. Like I know how far from even mastering it. Like I have times where I'm like I'm, you know, like I do the job that I'm there to do. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the time probably. But you know, the idea of actually getting to be really good at it, like like yeah, that next level good sure. at it. It's still a far, it may not be a thing that I ever get to achieve, but it's certainly a thing that I have a lot of work to do to get to that point where, like you know, you could consider yourself being brilliant at it. Yeah. Like you know, so I'm never going to get that good at cooking. And I already have a skill that gives me money. There are people who spend all their day thinking about cooking yeah. and think like in the same way as I think about comedy. I, I'm just like, you know what? I'll just let a professional do it. Sure. I'll let them, a, a person who's like, you know. Who loves it. Who, who wants loves to do it. Who wants, wants to get better to do about it, it. Right. Sure. Provide the, the service that, you know, I, I'm like in the same way as I'm like, I'm like, I want that guy when he's finished doing his cooking to go, you know what I need? I need to outsource some laughter. I'm going to take some of my cooking money and I'm going to go, I don't want him to start going, nah, fuck it, I'll do it myself. Yeah. I'll write some comedy at home and amuse myself. Yeah. How do you feel about that, mister? You cooked your own meal. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not coming to your comedy show. I'm going to amuse myself in the future. Except, fuck you. Except you don't always die if you don't laugh. Right. You might be sad, but yeah. you don't die. Right. Food is kind of imperative. Right. Well, well. This okay. So this goes to my next thought, which is I don't judge people who think this, and I understand why people say this sort of thing, and it makes a great deal of sense. Which is, food is fuel. But if anyone ever like, if I, I, there's very few things that I couldn't overcome in like dating somebody, like you know, because I think people are individual, and that's what makes them interesting. But if I met someone who only considered food as fuel. 
we could not be together because yeah, I okay. consider for, like every day I consider every meal to be an opportunity to because I love food mm. and I love eating food and I love you know like I love the experience of like being somewhere and being served food and like you know I just never consider it to be fuel. Yeah. And if I made it, it's going to be fuel, sure. you know? Whereas if I can, like, go and, like, someone can make it a thing for me. F- the food is fuel, people. I'm just like, I get it. But, like, I sat next to um, uh, – oh, she's a trainer from The, the Biggest Loser in G- Australia. Jillian? Oh, no, uh, that's Michelle, the American one. Michelle, Michelle someone. Yeah. Michelle Bridges. Mm-hmm. I sat next to her on a plane once, and I just the whole time just wanted to yell at her. <laughs> Like I didn't because yeah. I'm po- a polite person. But I was just like – and everything I ate was like a statement. Yeah. Do but, you, like they're the kind of people that you want to sit down with a Singapore chili mud crab and go, do you know how much fun this is? Right. i got shit – I'm wearing a bib. I'm an adult. I'm wearing a bib. I've got sauce on my hands and my face and this is the best, most tasty experience and I don't know how many calories are in it. Can I be honest? I don't even know what a calorie is. I have no idea. When my friends are talking about – I try my fella said the other day he's like oh you know i'm trying not to eat carbs i'm like i don't even know what that means he said after a certain time at night right because he sleeps better or something i I don't i should listen no and also like like if you are someone you obviously have a reasonably high metabolism i'm guessing it is off the richter right so it is disadvantageous for people who do not have that yeah um like carbs basically you want to burn them off yeah during the day like your carbs because that's what you're going to put on your most yeah potatoes are carbs breads are carbs yeah anything that like basically has sugar in it is a carb and so they when people are on kind of like low carb diets or whatever like they'll not eat after lunchtime or not eat after three o'clock carbs in their diet and it is because it's less time for you to you know like burn it off you know so you just as an example at 11 o'clock last night Made pasta, yeah. ate that, and then went to bed. Yeah, totally. That's the did. opposite of that. <laughs> Put a lot of cheese on it too. <laughs> You're like, you know what I need to get through this night of laying in bed, this sleeping. This next half an hour before <laughs> I pass out. You carb loaded like you were about to play in the AFL grand final. Do you want to know something? To sleep. Too? I stayed up another hour and a half, right. and by the time I went to sleep, I was starving. <laughs> I was like, like how am like, I going to get through this night of I'm, sleep if I don't have another no bowl of pasta? No wonder I'm not sleeping well. Right. I just, my body just goes, Nyeow. you know, when you put like logs into wood chippers, that's uh-huh. what my body does to food. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's why there's certain foods I can't eat because there's not even processing time. It goes in the mouth and right. out. Oh, done. Just passes through. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, if, if I ate like a creamy Boscaola, that's like getting three cherries on a poker machine. Oh, wow. That is a lot of. Felicity's pay- paying out. Yeah, mate. Yeah, okay, <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, well, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I have to – because now that I'm a bit older, like I've always – I like I was – I struggled with my weight a lot when I was like a kid and then so – Big? Yeah, I was big. Because I would say now that you're you are le- you're like very lean and have been very lean for yeah, a long time. Yeah, and I'm careful about like – Are you careful? Not eating too much now. I like – because I like – I like to enjoy – I'd rather eat less and eat really nice stuff mm-hmm. and eat the thing. And when I say really nice stuff, like – I don't mean like it has to be like it's not – this is really like as people who listen to this podcast regularly know, like I have basically the same breakfast every morning, yeah. like the Exodia at the Standard Hotel and I love it. It's mm-hmm. delicious. How, what, or how do you have them done? So it's Exodia. So it's like a quesadilla but like with scrambled eggs in it sure. basically. So it's like a deep fried quesadilla. So it's not healthy at all. And it's got scrambled eggs in it. it. It's got avocado. Yep. Um, it's got like uh, some sort of – it's got a guacamole, really, but it's got a little bit of onion in it, the yep. guacamole. 
and then um, it's got sour cream on the side and yep. then it has a pico de gallo or whatever that oh, is, yep. the tomatoes and the onions and that nice. sort of stuff. And here's something weird. Uh, and I mentioned this on another podcast and I never finished this story and people have been hitting up the Facebook page <laughs> going, what the fuck is in the exit day? I finished that story. Story of installation. So here it is. Okay, I'm listening. Um, and because I've probably had it for the last time this morning because they're about to change. I've been having it a lot recently because they're about to shut down that diner mm. and so I've been trying to get it in as many as I have That's to the point where I'm, to be honest, I'm not really even enjoying it anymore. Yeah. But I'm like, I know I'm never going to have it again. It's out so of I'm duty. Like, yeah. It's like having sex to get pregnant. Right. You're like, well, <laughs> we've got these three days, mate. This ovulation is nearly over. That is so what get it's in like. There. So um, every morning I like I get it and the first thing I do is I scrape most of the guacamole out of her. <laughs> Why don't you ask for it without guacamole? Right, exactly. Correct answer. Um <laughs> Because I'm allergic, like I'm not allergic to onion, but onion goes through me as well. That, yeah. That's what my dad gave me, and uh, legacy. And so I don't have the the pico de gallo either because uh, that's you know got onion in it as well. Yeah. So every day when I have this thing that I have every morning, I scrape something out of it and don't eat part of it. Didn't and yet I don't ever order. Like, you know, because I, I could just say hold that and don't do and this. And yet your last show you specifically had a bit about how much food we waste. Right. I know. I'm I'm nothing but uh, like a hypocrite constantly. I'm just pointing it out. That's No, no, no. But that's actually kind of the point of like what I say. It's, it amazes me how often like you like. Do you just go, now nah, to scrape it off? Or do you go, well, what's the I don't process? really think about it because I think I just go into this. Or does order. it come out every time you're like, ah, I forgot to ask. Kind of, yeah. like, kind of. That is what happens. You, this is fifty-first dates, right? Yeah, yeah. With... It's like Groundhog Day, but I learn nothing yeah. <laughs> ever. It's my tribute to Harold Ramis. Yeah. I've made Groundhog Day, except he just keeps repeating the same day. Literally, every makes day. the same. That would be that would be my version of Groundhog Day, where I'm stuck in a place That's where it's the same day every day. <laughs> And I make exactly the same mistakes over and over again. Oh, that's And so at the great. end of the day, I'm like, I'll never do that again. And the next day, exactly the same day. You've just described alcoholism, by the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never do it again. I'll yeah. glug, 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 glug. Do you know what I think with food? Uh, I could not give a shit about lunch. I could not. I, it, every time I get to lunch, I'm like, I ate like four hours ago. Why do I have to do this again? There's never anything good for lunch. Like breakfast, I, if I ever open a cafe, it's gonna, which will happen, I'm assuming, right, it sure. will only serve breakfast and it will be called all-day breakfast and right. it will be open very, very late. And you will only be so able to get – So it probably should be called very late breakfast. No, because it'll be – Not all-day breakfast. It'll, it'll be start early. It might even be a 24-hour – Well, it might be all-day. Like it might be during the daylight hours you can get breakfast. All-day, but not like all-night because you have to go back to the nook. <laughs> That's true. I've got to go under the stairs right. and wait for sunrise it's so I can walk on the sunbeams. Breakfast and magic mushrooms. That's right. A, <laughs> That's the specialty. I'd be there every day. If yeah, you can, I if bet you would. If you can whack those in a quesadilla. Yeah. <laughs> like, there were chickens at the restaurant and there was a spinning wheel. I'm sure there was, babe. I'm sure there was. Um, I freaking love breakfast. I used to get yeah, a breakfast, breakfast roti. In, uh, in Melbourne, there was a cafe yep. and so it had an Indian roti, uh-huh. scrambled eggs and then chutney and it was yep. wrapped up and love bacon. It. And fuck me, I just – it was so good. Yep. I love breakfast so hard. I, and I love being in California because they have heaps of avocados. Heaps of avocado. And ripe and ready to go. There's, UK. There's half a good one left in the fridge and there's an, another one in the cupboard because I'm leaving. There's mm. no way I'm going to eat an avocado and a half before the plane. 
Well, and you're certainly not going to take it into customs, are you? Right. They will go apeshit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, because I, I'm, avocado is my probably, I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah. I reckon I eat more avocado than any other. Well, you, fruit really is fruit. I was going to say well, veggie. Well, it is. It's a fruit. To safe space, this podcast, we can call a fruit a fruit, even if it like presents as a vegetable. Yeah. Even if they keep it with the vegetables, it's still a fruit. It's weird, isn't like it? Like a tomato, right? Or no. a cucumber. Cucumber's definitely a fruit, right? I think oh, a cucumber's even, a fruit. Of course it would be because it's got seeds. I think a tomato's a fruit. Tomato, definitely. And I think the avocado, that'd be a fruit. Tomato, avocado, I definitely. There you go. There's some facts for you. Yeah. Take that. Cop it. Libra. Cop it. <laughs> um, you know what? Vegetable I'm wild about. This what? is the most no. boring thing that we could no, talk not. about. This is great for our horticultural podcast. Mate, I love a radish. No, they, didn't, they didn't enjoy all that shit in between. They're yeah, like, they're get like, back Batman. to Batman. Get back to the gardening. Yawn. Um, radish. I love a radish. I've yeah. been reintroduced to the world of a radish. a radish. And it actually started here last year uh-huh. where I would go to taco trucks and yep. they would put freshly sliced radish. I'm like, radish, right. that is cray. Yeah. And then I'd eat it. I'm like, oh, that's not cray. That's the greatest mistake that I've been making for the last 30 years of my right. life is not using not, this in every dish. Right. And then uh, when I went to London, I was living with some friends who were mad for salad. Now, yeah. salad can go fuck itself, uh-huh. mostly. Really? In my, in my opinion. Controversial. Up until I moved in with my friends. Uh-huh. I was like, salad, it's yeah. just... Especially when it's lettuce heavy, it's too hard to negotiate. Right. How do I get it into my mouth? Uh-huh. It always flicks up on my cheek. Yeah, so right. I get like dressing or uh-huh. a bit of water. So right. I've got no time for salad. Someone right? try, gets you to do the nine times tables here. Oh, I'm like, I mean, my hands are full with right. salad Come right on, now. Guys. Come on. I've got to pick one of them, right? Yeah. Um, so then they got me onto this salad. And what she would do, and this is why I asked about eggplant before. Sure. She'd get a whole eggplant, eggplant stick it on the open flame on uh-huh. your oven yep. top. Just burn the shit out of it and then you peel the skin off, chop it up, salt it, whack that in the salad with fresh radish. You wouldn't know yourself. Yeah. It's extraordinary. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Talk to me. I'm not going to do that because I'm going to tell you why. Okay. So I used to love eggplant. Okay. And I still, if I go to a Japanese restaurant and they have like the good like Japanese style eggplant. I feel like I've brought up a painful memory for you. You have. Um, Because here's the thing, if you're a vegetarian, I've been vegetarian now for like, well, 12 or 13 years, yeah. I guess, um, is that every vegetarian option at every shitty wedding, okay. at er- of every plane you get, is always the some version of the eggplant, like capsicum, you know, like, you know, sort of red pepper, that lasagna? cheese, like com- lasagna, the sandwich, that like actually just served on a plate at a fucking wedding. Yeah. It's like someone decided that was like, yeah, and yeah. I used to love it. And well, now I can't look at it. I totally I can't. understand. It just... I, no, I understand. I, uh, there's a number of things that happened to me with I'm, – I'm not sure if we actually talked about this last time. I worked in a deli in the 90s mm-hmm. and I went too hard on semi-sun-dried tomatoes and sun-dried tomatoes. I can't yeah. look at them anymore. Yeah, see, I love them. I can't do it. It's the same with like – there was. it was very big to have like a grilled vegetable sandwich yeah. back then. Right. I can't do it. No. Nah. So that's me too. Can't yeah. do a, gr- a grilled vegetable sandwich because it's just like, no, this is every terrible sandwich I've ever had. Yeah. This yeah. is two years of me working in a deli. Yeah, I don't. So on the plane, I don't order the vegetarian option on the plane because the vegetarian option is fucking terrible. Is it terrible? So instead, I just order like off the menu, like whatever, and jo- like without the meat or without the like, you know, because yeah. it's always better than whatever terrible you know thing they've decided to punish you with for being a vegetarian. Right. Yeah. 
Some people prefer the vegetarian, but I, I think those people are idiots. Because in economy, I used to order a vegetarian for a couple of years. Well, I don't know. It's like an economy. Ah, uh, you wouldn't. But, know. <laughs> Let me tell you how the little people live, Will. Mate, when you fly on the plane, you can eat what you like. Yeah, it's true. Because um, vegetarians get their meal first in economy. Right. So I used to think that that was okay. a good thing. Two sets of pyjamas. That's what you are going to tell me about. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Two sets of pyjamas. It all comes back. So... The only reason that I took more than one set of pyjamas yeah. is because I thought if I get at least two or three, yeah. that I can get two friends yeah. who are also comedians uh-huh. and we can learn a dance yeah. and a, a comedy festival, mm-hmm. we will be called the Qantas Club Dancers. I love it. And n- nothing, no, else, I, I, I nothing else has happened apart from the fact party. that I... It's a Qantas pyjama party. It's a Qantas pyjama I just love the name the Qantas Club Dancers as well. It's so 70s. My fan fiction kids because uh, yes. Heidi's mum uh, works for Qantas. They got in contact so with So they got the pyjamas and so they would often send me photos, like thank you photos or whatever, with them all dressed in the pyjamas. Well, They're so- all over 18, by the way. Yeah, There's yeah. nothing wrong with them sending me photos of them in their pyjamas. <laughs> it was comedic. I produced their show. That is the extent of our Will relationship. Will Michael Jackson Anderson. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, no, uh, Susie Youssef, a fellow comic from Sydney, uh, mm. wrote something about learning a dance and I said, I have pyjamas. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Can I learn the right. dance? My dad's got a barn. Let's put on a show. Yeah, it's a little right. bit like that. And then uh, Heidi, who's one of those kids, yeah. uh, uploaded a, a picture of all of them in their gym jams. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I still, I have them here. I get some. Like sometimes I will, it's so funny when you see somebody wearing one out of context though. Like I was at the gym here back in the days when I used to go to the gym. <laughs> and uh, there was a dude, like, working out in his Qantas. Yeah. Like, because, you know, no one else knows, but I'm just sitting there going. I got it. Come on, mate. Seriously. No, man. I All the time. I The pants. The pants you can wear anywhere. The pants aren't specific. I take them, but I don't put them on. What are you talking about? This? So, I mean, maybe it's different for women and men because they're quite – Sheer. I mean, there'd, I mean, be, there'd yeah. be a lot of definition, right. I imagine, for men. No, no, you've definitely got to make sure that if you are going to put them on, that you're you wearing are, undies. Are wearing undies? Yeah, absolutely, and yeah. that you don't have a semi. <laughs> well, even if you're wearing undies, probably don't have a semi. <laughs> try, try not to have a semi. <laughs> try not to on the and plane. If you, and if you have a semi, then don't walk around when you got your semi. Yeah, try to get rid of it. Right. Certainly, don't walk into the bathroom without a semi and then walk out with a semi, because <laughs> we all know what you fucking did in the bathroom. Don't walk into in the Qantas Club. At the, at the changeover, because I, I will do that. Okay, so you'll just keep the jammies on. So, no, people do that. People, like, I've seen people... Not in Dubai, they don't. No. They're very judgmental. Right. I don't give a shit. <clears throat> really? I'm well, on a 24-hour flight. I stink. I'm going to have a shower. I'm going right. to get back into my pyjamas. I'm going to get on a plane. You're yeah. never going to see me again. Right. Also, you know what? There's a whole bunch of things that we should feel dodgy about, about that, totally. that Dubai airport experience, because there's if you look too closely at what's going on there... Like there's, I I think there's like if they're not human rights violations, they 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 can see human rights violations from where they are. <laughs> yeah. They've got a good view, right? Yeah. All right. What and, are you talking about? Well, you know how it's, it feels like everybody who works in like the you know the Qantas Club and all those sort of things, and those people are like slaves. It's kind yeah. of because they're like slaves. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I kind of feel a bit uncomfortable with that. But you know, it's not the plane that I didn't get to choose where the plane stops. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Yeah. But, I, but you do, you're making a statement. And also those places in the Middle East, like, you know, they don't have necessarily the best record when it comes to women's rights and things like that. Very so, you true. know what? Fuck them. Here's your political protest. You're wearing your fucking business class pajamas yep. in the fucking – because this, this is what a woman can do in my part of the world, right. right? 
not only this did you is fly my a business Rosa class, but you fucking yeah, right? Yeah. Go, it, yeah. It's a uh, it's a pretty small stand, and I wish I was making more of an impact in the world than wearing pajamas into a very privileged. Club. Right. You also don't want to make too much of a fuss. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a sensible amount of a statement to make there. Yeah, I, don't, I feel like I don't walk in and point at my crutch right. and go, "Hey!" No, you shouldn't do that. No, not anywhere actually. Right. No. Okay. If you're a stripper, maybe. Like if you're a but, male stripper. Yeah, even that noise though. That's not the. Hey. Maybe you're a male uh, Fonzie impersonator stripper. Like that's a woman's the got a fantasy. Time. He's you, like. Who's here for some happy days? Yeah, that's right. Right. <laughs> right. That, yeah, that's <laughs> Let me meet wanna meet Richie Cunningham. Right. Yeah. Come oh. on, ladies, it's time to jump this shark. Yeah, there you that's go. A reference. Or it, sh- it should be i oh, can I give you Richie Cunnilingus? Oh, so see that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, the best puns I've ever come up with are on this show. No, no, well, I mean, this is the place for it. It really is. Yeah, you know what? Where there's, puns come to die. There's no judgments here. I know, it's really that's, good. That's what the great thing is. Thank God. I mean, there might be judgments out there with people listening to it. Not my problem. Not my problem. I'm not going to read reviews. Right. So write some really nasty shit, people. No, don't. No, don't. Don't do that. <laughs> no, no, because Write you, nothing but good reviews. Nothing but this, good reviews. That's know, what I meant to say. This is the theory with these sort of things. It's like, it's free. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't listen. no one's forcing you to listen. Yeah. Don't go to the effort of fucking saying something bad about something that was for free. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, fair. Right. But, you know, if you like it, go and give it a good review and then my little independent podcast can stay up the top of the charts <laughs> against these massive corporations and radio stations. Funded with their and sponsored. Edited and sponsored and fucking, you know, the microphones are all plugged They don't talk about radish, and, do they? No. Exactly. No. I've got a question for you. So we, uh, we spoke about uh, you had spare change in London. You would go around, you'd give it to the homeless. Uh-huh. I had an interesting homeless experience. I've been doing it here, by the way. Have in you? fact, I've had a great deal of success because there's a lot of homeless people here. Heaps. And Because I told you last time that I carried my change around London, like, you know, for a whole day and then didn't find anybody. Mm. But, like, here, I'm mm. like... Plenty of candidates. Yeah. yeah. And and you know what? It's it's a square block too. So if I, like, <laughs> give a guy half on the way and I meet no other homeless, he gets the other half on the way back home. Nice. So, you know. That's nice. Yeah. I... I find also find that the homeless um, really friendly here and also in New York. Right. Very friendly and yep. um, amazingly spirited, especially in New York. So uh, I was walking home from a gig on like Friday night, I think it was in New York, mm-hmm. and uh, and there was a dude and he was he was a sort of about to go to sleep, I think, and it was cold because it's New York, right. but it wasn't as cold as it has been. It's but been a very cold snap. It's Record low temperatures. Yeah, the polar vortex. Oh, is that what it is? So this was a this was a reprieve from Mr. Vortex. Right. And I saw Mr.? this. Does it have to be a man? No, it doesn't. Right. Uh, it, Weather is a feminist issue. Though. Historically. Right. Historically. <laughs> yeah, okay. And so I went past him and I was a fair bit past him and I have a little voice in my head that tells me to do things sometimes, uh-huh. uh, the good things. And Right. Sometimes I go, oh, I can't be bothered. And then sometimes I go, turn the fuck around. So yeah, I went around. Sure. I went back to him and I said, um, would you like, like a cup of tea or a cup of coffee? Because there was a place right next door. Right. And uh, he said a cup of coffee would be great. And I said, have you eaten? And he said, uh, no. And I, he said anything would be great. So I got him a sandwich. And, and then we started talking. And, um, and he was really, really chatty. And like he didn't, he didn't do the thanks very much and then head down. He really wanted to engage in a chat sure. and it's about one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, all right, cool. All right. 
Sure. So we started and then what talking. What can go wrong with talking to a homeless person in the middle of the night <laughs> in New York? In a place that no, I'm it's not like, from. It's like Sixth Avenue. It's right in Chelsea. There's yeah, lights yeah. everywhere. No, I've n- never heard of anything bad happening on the streets of New York. I had never feel That's afraid. That's why in they New had York. to cancel uh, Law and Order because <laughs> all crime had been solved. <laughs> Giuliani sewed it up. They had no, nothing to base. <laughs> that show was on for 20 years. Yeah. And then they just solved all crime in New York, and I'm like, oh well. It's over. We'll have to make another Sex in the City movie. That's right. Yeah. I, I actually never, ever feel afraid in New York ever. No, the, I, I, the thing that I – I've not really spent that much time in New York of late, to, but the thing that I hear from people is that it's one of those cities where if you're not doing anything wrong now, like if you – like then you should feel safe to walk the streets and they're pretty tough on – if anyone steps out of line, they're pretty tough on it immediately yeah. and that's their kind of approach to law and there's, order. There's people I, – I suppose the difference is with maybe like with Melbourne, for example, than New York. At one o'clock in the morning, there's still a lot of foot traffic. There's yep. still a lot of street traffic. If you're on a major street – people will see you. Whether right. or not they will report and witness you is a, is a different right. question. Um, but there, I, I, just, I just always felt like there was enough people to witness if something bad was going to happen. Sure. So I was talking to this guy and, uh, and he was lovely and he was asking about where I'm from and, you know, and he hadn't been there to Australia but he's yeah. got friends there. He was doing crowd work? He's doing a little bit of crowd work. He's doing a bit like, of local. So what's your name? Local. Where are you from? He's got good local. Australia, eh? Yeah. How about that Outback Steakhouse? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, really, how about that Outback Steakhouse? I haven't been. Um, And then he said, what's your name? Because he asked me what I did and I told him. I was like, well, there's Uh no need to lie. And he he was like, that's great. And where are you playing? And I told him. He's like, oh, I know that club. That's cool. Imagine if uh, he'd said, I used to be a comedian. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know. It's like scrooged all over again. Oh, of Christmas past. And he pulls up his sleeping bag. He's wearing Qantas business class pajamas. (laughs) You're like, what happened? And he's holding a radish and an eggplant in his hand. (laughs) Walk up the sunbeam. Uh, so then he said, what's your name? And I told him and he said, can you write it down for me on like the, the edge of his newspaper? I said, yep. yep. And he goes, I'll give you my name too. I went, all right. And he all goes, right. you can look me up on Facebook. He's got a Facebook. I went, oh, all right. Yep. And he goes, yeah, I've got all my photos up there. I'm like, the plot thickens. Right. And what a, photos? A, a friend of his gave him a digital camera. Yeah. And um and he takes photos of the city. What it's like to be like live on the streets. Just yeah, I suppose he just does street photography. It's interesting. It's interesting to uh, see that because the other thing is that someone who's living on those streets, like you know, we see, we almost become immune to the homeless. Mm, you know, like absolutely. It's a thing that I say a little bit on the podcast, but they say that we are willing to accept what we are willing to walk past. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I, even though like I have my little, you know, giving change to the homeless and I do try to be as generous as I can be, I can't be generous to everybody mm. or like sometimes you just gave your money or, or whatever, yeah. right? And it's – so you do have to walk by people sometimes. Yeah. Or you, and it's and, – and like it's it's confronting that's how you see them. You start to like, you know, I, I remember when I did, um, uh, I sold the big issue. Um, like they had like a day where they got like, yeah. you know, I hadn't fallen on hard times. <laughs> uh, the big issue was a homeless magazine. If people don't know that, it, well, a mag- like a, like a magazine that is like a, for like the money it's sold by the homeless and the money goes to the homeless. Yeah. And so I had I used to write for it, and then I they did something where they got like a, you know celebrity people to do like for a day just to see what it's like, and you did it with a regular vendor. Mm-hmm. And what you realize is people don't even they don't they don't they don't look at you. 
They no. avert their eyes immediately and just walk on by. And you're like, oh, it's in – like even just for like a couple of hours, you're like, oh, this is yeah, really and, confronting. And right? that's with a job what it feels like to right. be ignored. So when you're homeless and you don't have a job, you don't even have the prospect of rejection. You right. just assume that that's what you're going to get. I mean, it's – Demoralising. So to see the world from the way they see the world, that – it, I, to me, that seems like it would be very interesting. Yeah, so I haven't. I will look on his page tonight, but that was a couple of nights ago. But um, but I do love that. Uh, like, there's a homeless guy with an online presence. I love it. Right, and and then because initially I was thinking, how is and then I, I suppose he pops down to the library. Right, of course. And why should like? Of yeah. course, he should get engaged in the world the way everyone else gets right. engaged in the world. Yeah, and there is access to those sort of things. Yeah, like a lot, homeless people spend a lot of time at the library apparently because you know it's mm. out of the weather if nothing else. Exactly. You know? And it's educational and right. it's quiet. You get respect there and it's you get treated like everyone else if you're behaving like everyone right. else. If you're quiet. If you're quiet. That's your only – That's the only Everyone's equal at the library if you're quiet. If you're quiet, yeah. The thing that unites us all, shh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Together we stand right. silently. Silently. <laughs> yeah. As long as we're all silent. It's the only issue that people want you to be silent on. It's really funny. Um, we should finish up in a little while because I, you know, should get go on a plane. everything and make sure that I've got everything. Um, I've got my passport. Yeah. That's really all I need. What do you take on the plane? Do you have your little toiletries bag of your mini things? No. Nah. Don't you? No. Nah. Mate, I, I pack. I pack like the plane might crash. Only on, within its limits, but... My mum taught me from the first time I travelled, you always travel with wet ones or wet wipes, always. So Why? You, you, well, I've travelled a lot. I've never needed a wet wipe. Well, you probably stink then. I don't think it smells all right. Well, that's personal Everyone opinion. on the plane stinks. Everyone, but you, know? you don't have to. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be you. People stink worse in business class too. I you reckon? Know. Yeah, because I think they feel like they're free to fart. Oh, like, business class they feel farts like are the they, worst. Like, yeah, firstly. They're You're these, like, fuck. You, you're right. eating good food. There's right. no excuse for no, this. No, because they're eating like fucking, you know, they're getting on the plane, but they've just had like caviar and fucking champagne and like, it's like a, man. Can I point like out Like it's too, a biological weapon and eating, they don't care. They're just like, they I'm almost rich lift and their leg. Fart. They're like, smell this. Right. It's privilege. Yeah. If, they're, if, they're gonna, if they were actually going to give out pajamas, for, they should pad the fucking ass of them. Yeah. They should be fart proof pajamas. They should pajamas. be scented. Yeah, they should be absorbing. Right. Oh yeah, so yeah, or just like a Febre- like a Febreze or a whatever. Fe- down they're there. made of Febreze, Febreze pants. Oh, then it would all stink like anti-fart. I think that's the worst thing about Febreze and those things is you know that it's combating ass. Right. Like any time you use ah uh, right, spr- so you 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 might as well your brain just smells ass anyway. Yeah, it's like, like a pav- I know what this it's is a Pavlovian up. response. You're like, uh-huh. oh, Febreze. Oh, so someone's done a shit then. Yeah, right. You oh, know well, that's interesting. But that's why you would never. Spray Febreze on as a perfume. Well, I, I wouldn't. No, but no one would. No, but if you had like Febreze padded ass pants, like your Libra, like you know, they come in like a pad, and you just like put a Febreze pad down the down there but during the flight, and it means that if you like had to pass wind, but it becomes it it becomes an associated response. It's the same with there are some pads you can get that are scented. Uh-huh. And they smell fine. Right. Like they, they, I don't know, they don't put pine in it, but it's, mm. <laughs> it's not a car. But you just go, oh, that smells like periods. Right. It doesn't smell like periods, but, yeah, but you associate it. Right. I've just used the phrase smell like periods. That's, yeah, well, you know, that's a cultural high point for me. If people got through this me. far, then 
<laughs> Get back to the radish. <laughs> yeah, this podcast wasn't rad. It was radish. It was radish. <laughs> I think oh, that's the very okay. good. Very oh, good. Oh, radish has radish. come in really hard and strong at the end. It's I know. probably beaten the the Late other title bloomer. for the podcast. So well done, radish. Are you on green on your four-stroke pen? Yeah, there? and it's not working. I too, love green. So. Do you call it a four-stroke pen? No. What would I call it? Four-color pen. Yeah, probably four-color. I uh, had treating a, it like an engine. I had a moment, yeah, my four-stroke pen. My four-stroke. Um, I had a moment when I was flying to San Francisco for the uh, San Francisco Sketch Fest mm-hmm. um, where I, there was a couple across from me. But when um, I first sat down, it was just uh, the girl who was there. No, in fact, they were both there when I first sat down. They're sitting across from me. We're all waiting to get on the plane to Friday. And they look like San Fran people. The plane was also going to Seattle. They could have looked like Seattle people, but right. they're groovy-looking people. It's right. my thing. Young people, I'm going to say, look late like they've 20s, ridden early a tram 30s, before. Piercings in places there shouldn't be piercings. Yeah, like you sleeve tats. Uh, I'm guessing there was some like body art, but yeah. there was not, not not like you know big like definitely like a cool-looking couple, both kind glasses. of young and sexy. Definitely a pair of glasses, 50s. some facial hair that like you know. Like, you know, there was everything that you need to know to go, yeah, they're a cool couple yeah. of yeah, young, young people. Yeah. And so the girls, like, firstly mentioned, I was writing in, like, in, like, in, like the moleskin um, pad and she was like, oh, I really like that moleskin. She hadn't seen that particular one and we start talking about – She's a total know, hipster. <laughs> right, yeah, totally. Sweet moleskin, man. And then he comes back and he uh, comments on my four-colour pen and wants to know all about my four-colour pen. And, and He'd so, never seen one before? <clears throat> no, well, he hadn't seen one since he was a kid. Didn't know they still existed. More fool him. It's like, fucking get on board, mate. I've got a heap of these Get things. on board. I never left. Mate, why I'm would I'm driving you? the train. Right. It's me. I mean, the-, the green doesn't need to be there. I'd easily... Like, really? It's yeah, lovely, fuck, though. Nah, for what? It's better than red. No, red's great for correcting things and sure. like, you know, making notes. Green's great. For what? Um, for I would write in green. You've written, you tried to write in green. I know, and look how disappointing it was. No, it's great. Look how good that bold that blue is and how fucking shit that green shit is. It I doesn't always have to be bold, man. Sometimes you've got to have variety. Right. Well, you've got black and blue. That's good. Yeah, but they're both bold. Sometimes you need to dial it back even from for blue. For what? I don't know. What are you writing in green that justifies green? <laughs> underlining. Could not, that could not be covered. You underline in red. Sometimes I underline in red. Sometimes Why would you, though? I, sometimes I underline in both because I'm a maverick because sometimes I don't play by the rules, Will Anderson. Oh, why don't you just get a fucking 16-colour pen then and be done with it? Oh, I, or a 32-colour pen. Don't think I didn't have why don't one. Why you get one of those giant 32-colour I had a 16-colour pen. pen. Yeah. That was a waste. Who writes right. in orange? Can see, right? That's a fucking well, waste of my time. That's how I feel about – I know they have three-colour pens or two-colour pens, but I like – what I'd like to see is the three colours <laughs> – my God, this podcast has been about so much nonsense. I'm so sorry. I would like to see four colour size, three colours. Okay. Maybe, you know what? Give me two blacks. <laughs> <laughs> Push the boat out. Well, you want two blues, surely. What do you need two blacks for? Do you write, blues, do you write blacks, black whatever. more than blue? About the same, I reckon. Really? Mine ball. Oh, no, yep. black's only for emergencies. Nah, man, like wearing black like Batman would. So anyway, we should finish because I've got to go. Yeah. Uh, Felicity Ward, um, this will probably come out. Um, it'll come out before your show. When do your shows start back? Oh, well, it won't come out before. You'll have already done your shows in wherever we told Brisbane. you on last time. No, where are you going here in America? Oh, Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. So hopefully those shows went really well. Yeah, um, amazing. At least one of our listeners said he was going to go out and see you or she said she, she was going to go. I think it was a go. she. Yep. Um, if there are other listeners. Oh, 
It's too late. It's too late. This, We've done yeah, it now. Okay, the damage has been done. We've done this already. Uh, but where do you, you're at Brisbane the same week I'm in Brisbane. So I'm going yeah. back for two weeks at the uh, Adelaide Fringe Festival. Illuminati is the name of the show. The first four nights are cheap previews. Come and see me like put it together if that's your thing or if that's not your thing, come in the second week. I'll be in Brisbane for a week at the Brisbane Comedy Festival. I'll be in Melbourne for a month at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Uh, you will be doing both of those, right? Brisbane, Brisbane the same week I'm there and Melbourne, Melbourne. the whole festival. Yep. Okay. And then I do uh, three nights at Perth Comedy Festival. Brilliant. And then I do four nights, I think, at Sydney Comedy Festival. Nice. And you're not going to believe this. Apart from the Perth dates, all of those dates are up on my website and including the last week that I'm in LA. So I don't know if this will be out by then, which is sort of don't like... Know. I don't know. I don't even know when I'm putting them up at the moment. Uh, you just... Because I'm recording a bunch before I leave. So now I have like... 10 of them up my sleeve or whatever. And I don't know whether I just put them all out at once. Or You've been in the nook spread. for too long. That's your oh, problem. Fuck, it's ridiculous. Mm. I am in the nook. You're in the nook. Gee, the nook uh, is unlucky to not get the name of this podcast. Like yeah. it's been a very nook heavy podcast. It's been a recurring But motif. I like radish more than I like oh, the nook. With a hyphen, obviously. Yeah, rad radish. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Otherwise people Obviously. are like, I'm not fucking listening to that. I mean, even the gardeners were like, I'm not listening. I'm, this is just blatant. I know this is about gardening. That's like calling it the. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so FelicityWard.com has all of my dates. And, and where, where can people find you on Twitter? At Felicity Ward and on Facebook is Felicity Ward and on Instagram is Felicity Ward. No funny spellings, no underlines, no dashes. Straight up, I got okay. up. I got in Brilliant. first. It's really good stuff. No, that is good stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm Will underscore Anderson. I on know. Twitter. How did? Ah, uh, you know what? That, there has actually. Uh, it's fine. We've talked about this before, okay. so I won't bore people with this. I <laughs> we'll talk about it off mic. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will then be going to the Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis at the end of April. I will be at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival in Portland, Oregon in May. Then I will be back in Sydney for the Sydney Comedy Festival doing Illuminati there. Two nights at the end more. Um, they're selling really fast, so if you want to come to that, please um, – uh, come and see that show. That'll be really good fun. And then uh, two shows in Chatswood. The early one's already sold out, but I'm going to do a, a later show that same night. So if you want to come and see the show in Chatswood, you can come to the second show. Um, that's can, about it for now. Can I do a weird question? Oh, do whatever you want to do. If you've got any South African listeners. Uh, oh, here we go. Nice. I'm going to be. I don't know how many we have, but if there is South African listeners, hit me up on the Facebook page or tweet me and let me know that you're listening from South Africa. That'd be cool. Uh, I'm going to be doing the Cape Town Jive Comedy Festival Ooh. for a month. Month. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to be there for ages. I'm just doing like, like doing part of. I think it's part of a showcase night. Yeah, I'm right. just doing like between twelve and fifteen every night. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? For anyone who listens in my neighbourhood that I live in in Sydney, yeah, you, you're all South Africans. <laughs> yeah. Tell your mates. So tell your mates. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's heaps of you. That's basically we're much more likely to have someone who listens to this podcast who is South African who in lives Australia, in Australia, they can, yeah. who possibly lives in the same postcode as I do. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's fantastic. Thanks very much, Felicity. I hope you enjoy uh, living here at the house while I'm away. I will. I will water your flowers for you. Thank you. <laughs>